I've told you all this that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. John 16:33, New Living Translation. Strikers, how do we get out of our heads and trust God for what he has for us? Let's find out next on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. 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 Alan, I hear you have a joke for us today. <laughs> I do. Two worms were in an apple. Why didn't Noah take them on the ark? I don't know why. Because Noah only took animals in pairs. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> it doesn't have to sink in. I get it. I get there it. In pairs. <laughs> what do y'all got at Grace Point Family Church going on? Uh, Grace Point Family Church, we... Um, you know, to be honest, I don't know that we have, I don't know the upcoming events, I'll be honest right now. Uh, but we always have our permanent food bank in Anna, Texas, located at 505 North Powell Parkway. It is open Monday and Wednesday from 4 to 7 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. Um, yeah, I mean, just come by. If anybody finds themselves to be food insecure, come by and uh, we'll set you up with a meal and we'll, we'll pray for you and, and get you going. Um, other than that, I know there's a couple small businesses. This is like just a random kind of shout out. There's a couple small businesses that um, are suffering over in Anna. Uh, one is Spurlocks, which is right across the street from Spurlocks, which is across the street from Grace Place. And if you've ever wanted like a good, like just a down home burger that's not like you know, Jack in the Box, it tastes more like, to me, it's like uh, Brahms or like uh, Dairy Queens. Like it tastes real. So if you ever want like a really good burger like that, Spurlocks is a place to go. Spurlocks. Spurlocks, yes. There's a malt shop and they have like fantastic malt. You said malt shop. Yes. Because you don't find malt shops. No, you don't. It's a family owned business. They've been around for, I want to say like 40 something years. What is the definition of a malt? It's a milkshake with malt put in it. Malt, malt is, uh, kind, it, looks, it looks similar to uh, quick, you know, Nestle quick chocolate milk. It's kind of like that. But it it's, has a malt. There's a malt flavoring. Have you ever had um, malt balls? Um, what are they? Moth balls? No, Not moth balls. That would be weird. You're talking about like whoppers. I wouldn't put it past you though. Whopper. No, whoppers. I don't, yes. I don't think so. Never had whoppers. No. You know. I mean, it took me 38 years to eat milk duds. Yes. Okay. So. What? Yeah. Uh, hey, strikers. Uh, welcome to the candy show. <laughs> so uh, I took him to. Uh, I don't know. No, it was like. Uh, would you like anything? I was heading over to his house to watch some uh, races, the F1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, would you uh, like me to pick up any candy? He's like, for once, I think he said no. I'm not sure the reason why. I was like, well, how about some milk duds? He goes, I've, I've never had milk duds. I'm like, I'm like, what? They just never looked appealing. I don't know why. Like, even when I, like, 
um, Halloween candy that we got when we were younger, the little individual packets of them, yeah. always threw them out. Never ate them. I have no idea why. Now you're regretting it, aren't you? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a box over there, and or maybe I just took me some, and I, and he had a couple. And then now we go to the movies or whatever, and he'll buy two boxes. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> like the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milk duds. Milk duds. And then my other shout out goes out to Creole Clint. He does. Um, he has a food truck. And uh, yeah, man, he's got some great, fantastic food. Um, he usually posts up somewhere in Anna. I'm not sure of the exact address, but I will find out, and that way we can go ahead and put that out there as well. Uh, so for ELC events coming up August 20th, we have a new outreach coming to uh, the area. It's, uh, it, it, we got the idea from the LA Dream Center, but it is uh, the third Saturday of each month starting in August. And uh, it's Adopt-A-Block, so we'll be going around uh, Frisco and Little Elm into some areas and just kind of knocking on doors, seeing if they need uh, anything from us, maybe some prayers, some food, or what have you. So that's coming up. And then uh, Embrace Events. Uh, so we got First Steps, uh, August 30th, uh, from 10 to 11.30. It's a small group information meeting for people who want to learn about different ways uh, to adopt and foster. Um, the link to that event will be in uh, the show notes or yeah, in the description of the show. Uh, so look that up and let's see what we can get together and uh, see how we can help these kids. Um, so that's the two events there. Strikers, uh, we have a guest that's been on a couple of times, uh, known for his... Um, Tenacity and encouragement of his friends. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, yeah, so, hey, Brian, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, we've definitely covered your core values. Have any of those changed lately? No, they haven't. Uh, has anything that uh, lately that you have adopted in your core values, you know, like uh, love for one another or you know, encouraging your three, or... This sounds like something that you want out of my core values. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just um, looking no, to help you grow. but just sitting here thinking about it, um, maybe redeveloping some of them from a, a purpose standpoint, meaning I developed most of mine from uh, who I wasn't at the time, to, but who I wanted to be, but now um, maybe focusing on... Um, the purpose side of it. I have a question. Since you'll be married soon, have you and Taryn talked about family core values? Oh, yes. I've thought about um, redoing some of the core values based on um, my identity now in Christ and the purpose I believe or am finding out who I am and what I'm here for. And um, instead of coming from, it was almost like I came from a lack mentality, like this is not who I am, but this is one of who I want to be to transitioning and like I'm becoming that. So let's take the next step in core values. Gotcha. Yeah. How did uh, y'all determine, you and Taryn, how did y'all determine what your family core values would be? Uh, we talked about it. Well, it, it follows my la our last name, uh, Towers. So it's a, each letter is our, is our core really? value. So it was a little bit of each. Like she came up with a couple and I just started naming them off and she's like, works. So we got it. Um, awesome. We're trying to get it for the wedding to have um, 
have it in a picture frame, a really big picture frame, and have it at the wedding. Cool. To say this is what we're walking in. I think that'd be awesome to do, and then that way you can also put it up in you know y'all's place of residence. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, very nice. Yeah. How long how long has Taryn been at the church? I think she started coming. So yeah, a little bit over a little bit over a year. It was June last year, I believe. She and where she came from was core values a thing that she was that that was instilled in her, or was this a new thing for her? Um, I believe to a point. I mean, she came from Awaken, and of course our churches are are kind of mirrored. Um, Pastors know each other. They give a lot of this. I don't say the same messages, but on the along the lines of the the same mindset. So I would imagine so, to to some point. Yeah. All right. So we talked about uh, core values and where you're at with them now. Uh, your favorite thing, uh, as we discussed earlier, as we were getting ready. Favorite mover quote. Uh, we just yes, we did discuss it earlier. I was given a lot of quotes from. Uh, comedies but i would have to say the one that really came to mind that sticks with me especially every time i see the movie is uh rocky four when he's fighting the russian and he cuts his eye finally he finally makes him bleed and rocky's trainers standing there in the corner with him um in between rounds and it says you know he is not a machine he's a man and every time i watch that movie i get emotional and it's just it's like encouragement um it's like this this beast of a of a thing, this giant in front of you can be slayed. You know, I, I get I get fired up every time. Kind of reminds me of uh, a faith of a mustard seed. You know, you can move these mountains. Yeah, it's just a mountain. All you have to do yeah. is believe that you can you can change it. Yeah, it's like David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was your uh, favorite movie? movie quote? Yeah. Oh boy. So mine was, uh, and we kind of strikers. I kind of showed them a a snippet of. Mm. Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, that just came out. And the opening scene is uh, the Inquisitors going into a, uh, a bar looking for a Jedi. And the Grand Inquisitor, uh, he says, do you know the key to hunting Jedi, friend? It's patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. I get chills every time mm. I, I, I hear that. Because once I, the first time I heard it, I, I was just thinking, man, what... And, and, and there's a lot more to that, his opening statement than just mm. that, but that kind of sums it up. But uh, all I could think about was, man, what if, what if people talked about Christians about that, mm. that wherever we go, we just leave a trail of compassion everywhere yeah. we go. I really feel like if we, as Christians, really walked our walk the way we should be walking our walk, because I don't think... Or the way that we say that we do. Yeah, the way that we say that we do. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be a hard thing to be a Christian because people would go, yeah, uh, I see. You actually walk your walk out. Yeah. But we judge like no other. And like I've been watching TikTok lately and, you know, you, you see a lot of people going, I don't, I don't care about your Christians. Y'all are horrible. Y'all say one thing, do the other. Y'all don't really say And I'm like, man, dude, you're absolutely right yeah. for the most part. Uh, on that same note, it was interesting going back uh, to the LA Dream Center uh, during one of the days, uh, during the midday, we were upstairs in the cathedral and uh, waiting for our next assignment. And I was scrolling through TikTok, just passing the time. And I don't know what about my algorithm is going on here, but I get a lot of Satanists on, on my feed. And it was interesting that uh, one, the one that I came across that particular day, it said Matthew 25, 30 through 31, I'm, it's in the area, talking about uh, that we should, as Christians, care for, love, 
others, feed the poor, you know, and his question was, why don't Christians do Matthew 25? And I was like, bro, I'm literally here at LA Dream Center doing those exact things. But I think he, he was generalizing the, the Christian faith. Um, and then I do have to back off that kind of stuff because they, they get that anger in me. As I get real defensive. It's like, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I even asked him, it's like, so what do you do for other people that you're calling us out for? And he goes, I don't, follow, I don't have to follow those rules. I don't do anything for anybody else. And I'm like, mm, okay, well, lesson learned. So my quote actually comes from a book. Um, and it was uh, something I heard at one of our marriage classes when we were at ELC. And uh, the book is called Emotional Intelligence, mm-hmm. and Chris Lucchese was the one that actually mentioned it during our class. And um, he said he was talking about social media and posting. So this kind of goes in line with what you, what you were talking about. And it's something I, I honestly I battle with with everything when it comes to social media. But uh, it was more or less, you know, you, before you post anything, before you post a response, before you post, you know, a your post about whatever rhetoric is going on in the world, it says to ask yourself three questions. Does something need to be said by me? Does something need to be said by me? Well, does something need to be said? Does something need to be said by me? And does something need to be said by me right now? And if the answer to any of those is no, then don't post it. It's not worth your time. All it is is going to get you A, fired up. B, you're going to start an argument with somebody who... I don't know, maybe faceless. They, you might, I mean, obviously, if Facebook, it's going to be a friend of yours, quote unquote. But now you're at odds with somebody else. And I think the going back to how Christians were told to live our life according to the Bible and according to, well, according to what the Bible says, is that we're supposed to love everybody, period, from scratch. It doesn't matter. We, we don't have to agree on the same things, but I still can love you. But I think we do a fantastic job Generally speaking, we do a fantastic job of telling everybody what we don't love. And I think that's terrible. Yes, I agree. And uh, you, you've called me out on something before. No, and I, don't, I don't mean to. Yeah, yeah, no, well, it, you're, you, I say calling me out. You're helping me grow in an area. And I hear that, that quote quite a bit. It's like, okay, I won't, I won't push send. I do write it out. I do the same thing. I, 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 I type it out and then sometimes I'll be like, Shannon, what do you think about this? And then she's, she, says, she says the exact same thing. Do you really need to say that now? What good is that going to do? It's like, it's going to make me feel good. Man, <laughs> she's I like, feel like well, yes, but. I feel like a, a, an opportunity for one of the episodes for the Mighty Anvil is uh, this in a bigger, bigger, broader sense on how is this affecting how is this drawing people to Christianity instead of pushing them away? Uh, so I have, we have obviously got some similar friends on Facebook and some of them, I'm like, wow, dude, you're really throwing that out there. I mean, I understand what you're saying and it doesn't offend me, but if you're trying to bring someone, if you're trying to make it attractive to come to Jesus, <laughs> you are not doing that. And uh, so are we all doing our job? Um, another topic, which I think we discussed, it was a ladies takeover, the first or second one. It was, uh, you know, and the out, outcome for that was, I want to be the reason people come back yeah. when they walk away from church. I don't want to be the reason they're like, well, that's, not, that's the reason why I'm not going back. Be, be attractive to people. So, all right. Live well, your life like, so people like your name. I gave you enough time. Did you, you got the movie quote in yes. the book. Okay, yeah. So. That, my sister always, my younger sister, who's very smart and is an uh, executive producer at Hollywood, or in, at, on HBO. Anyway, she, uh, she says... Um, Live your life so people like your name. And it's true because you know you go to you name your kids and you think like oh 
I like the name, you know. Yeah, don't, yeah, I get it. Bobblesmith. And, you know, people, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's not going to, you know, trigger anybody. But, like, yeah, I, I like the name, you know. I like the name Scott, but, man. I, I like the name Bobblesmith. And then, the, then you're like, oh, no, I knew a Bobblesmith, and I didn't like that guy. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, never mind. I love it. You know, uh, last names usually tend to describe what you did at one time or what mm-hmm. you're. So Bobblesmith, I guess those, <laughs> those were Smiths of Bobbleheads? The Bobbleheads, yeah, they, exactly. They created Bobbleheads. You know them. So that's, yeah. All right, so uh, we are talking about health in this season of uh, The Mighty Anvil, and today we're talking about mental health. And one of the things that Alan did was give a list of, of the types of uh, health that we were going to discuss, and then asked the people, what would you like to talk about? And Brian, you had mentioned mental health, and why, why was mental health uh, the first thing that came to your mind that you wanted to talk about? Because I know how f- your physical health you are a specimen, my specimen, Yes. You're a specimen. Oh yeah, I got the gun show as he's flexing. Maybe maybe we need to get a picture of that to post on. Uh, yeah. Okay. So why why was mental health the one that you wanted to come talk about? Um, it's been just so impactful for me over the past. I'd have to say two and a half, three years that I've actually been getting professional uh, mental therapy. I guess it. That's what you want to call it. Sure. Um, counseling, therapy, whatever, you, whatever you want to, uh, whatever you want to call it. But it's been, it's been so impactful for me, um, just going through that process, uh, working through all that, and just realizing that you know I needed a professional to really help unpack so much of the trauma that I'd been through. Um, and had I not sought out professional help, um, I mean I wouldn't be at the stage of life I'm in right now mentally, emotionally, um, and probably even spiritually that, that I'm walking through right now. How long did it take you to get to the point to where, you're, where you said, like, okay, I'm going to go talk to a professional about um, I mean, if you would have asked me five years ago, and even probably four or five months before I went to counseling, um, I would have told you that only crazy people need a therapist. You know, um, but just... Getting the right people around me, uh, namely Josh and Britt. I mean, Britt's a, Britt's a doctor. And um, just just talking with them and them starting that process with me um, and just realizing how important. And it wasn't easy by any stretch of imagination. They got some of the worst parts of it just because that was the initial breakdown of everything. Like, they were the one that popped Pandora's box open. You know what I mean? My therapist just... They got the open, you know, they got the open box. She didn't have to tear it open. You know, Josh and Britt helped break that down a little bit to, to take that lid off. Um, but it, it took a, probably, it took a couple months, probably almost a year to realize that, you know, this is really what I need. But to get serious about it, too. We had talked about it, um, Josh and Britt and I, for a while and just didn't, you know, wasn't intentional about seeking help. And then finally... Um, Britt was the one that's like, look, I know we've talked about this, but we're going to get you in front of somebody. I'm like, all right, let's just do it. And it's just been one of the best decisions uh, I've ever made. How has that changed? um, How has that changed the way that you pray? Or has it? How has it changed the way that I pray? Um... I believe I, I, I see things, not everything, because there's still a lot of stuff I'm still working through, but um, it helped me 
help me see things through a different lens, through a different filter, um, thoughts, mentalities. Um, you know, I was going through um, quite a bit of depression when I when I first started seeking. Really, when I when I sought out the Lord, um, and then that process of opening my heart to Him, and then finally seeking um, a, a therapist. So just just praying from more of a, a clear mindset, a clear spiritual mindset, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, not having those, you know, those particular demons or devils fighting me at that time, um, you know, really just praying from an open heart. What was the content of the prayers then as opposed to now? Um, they were prayed more out of a, a fear, you know what I mean? Um, like I, before I was not comfortable praying in front of people, um, you know, when we would pray out at Rudy's, like the, the, the most fearful part of that was like, somebody's going to tell me I got to pray out, you know, <laughs> and it scared the crap out of me. I remember. I've been doing this for 17 years and yeah. that still scares the crap I, out of I me. I remember <laughs> one, um, one Saturday morning. Um, I think it was Josh or, or Garrett um, when we were still Rudy's asked me to pray out, and I just, I just actually, there was just a confidence that came over over me that morning, and you know, Josh even mentioned something to to me after we got done. He was like, "That was a really great prayer." I mean, he knows those just like you. I mean, can knows the tones in my voice in my in my voice and stuff like that, so he can kind of figure out when I'm, you know, speaking from. Uh, a spirit of confidence or a spirit of fear, and um, it was just I just had some confidence in me that that morning, and, and really felt confident praying. and And I called mom, and I'm like, I prayed out in front of everybody. <laughs> I remember. I mean, I was I that's was headed thing, I was headed home, and she was like, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. You know what I mean? It was it was a huge thing for me, but it just it really helped develop um, a mindset to really see who I who I am, who I was created to be. And that, you know, spiritually based, you know, thankfully, my therapist is a Christian um, and, you know, God is brought up in every session. You know, it's not, um, you know, world, worldly based, it is Christian based. And I mean, we're not sitting there with the Bible open during during therapy sessions, sure. but um, my identity comes from him. And that is what is, you know. Uh, spoken about in those sessions and um it's just it's been an amazing part of my life the past couple of years that's an interesting statement my identity comes well it's not that's not an interesting statement <laughs> my identity comes from him yeah Bef do you remember the moment that were you that was a realization i i'm still in that process really yeah why do you say that um there there's still uh, a doubt I guess uh, there's still a, a, a small seed of doubt in, you know, in my mindset that um, there's insignificance and uh, j just some other things that I'm, I know my identity's in him, but I still seek it in other things at times. Kind know, of I still things seek, seek it in. I still seek significance in, um, in others and, you know, how I feel versus, you know, my actions and stuff like that and, um, in my business, you know, how successful I am, um, certain things like that. So you mentioned that your therapist is Christian as well. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you find a Christian therapist? 
Or was, or, or was that one of you, the requirement that you were looking for? No, it, it really wasn't, honestly. Um, it's it's um, a lady that works for Brit. Okay. Yeah. So fortunately, I went into that, um, that relationship with my therapist with trust already built in. So I was, I was fortunate. You know, a lot of people ha- yeah, go and time. find, you know, somebody that they, like I've never met um, my therapist before, but I trusted my therapist from the get-go because it was somebody that worked, worked for Brit. Do you think it, now, do you think it was coincidence? Because you were mentioning being with Josh and Brit and them kind of opening the lid do you think it was coincidence that God put them in your life? No, that no coincidence at all. There was a divine alignment from the from the very beginning. There, um, had it been any other, there was. I mean, there's there's a couple other couples that I, I hang out with and that would help me in in that way as well. But to get to that level needed to come from somebody that was a professional in that to start that process. And that's what Brit is. You know, fortunately, Josh has taken. Um, gained a lot of experience and knowledge being married to a doctor, you know, so, um, you know, so we get, I, I got the couple aspect of it. I got the, the, um, the aspect of a man, the aspect of a woman, the aspect of a doctor, you know, I got, um, so I got a, a couple different backgrounds from that, um, that really helped start that process. Hey, go back. Uh, how long you been at ELC? Three, that, five, March, 2018. Quick math. What is that? Five, five years. Four. Four years? Four. So a little over four. Eight, wow. Oh, yeah. No, Feels no, like I've known you for like 50 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, 50 years. It's, you know, every kick in the nut is like, uh, you know, a month in time, and <laughs> it's been 50 years. It's a lot of time. It is a lot yeah. of time. Um, rewind where you were, let's go five years ago, a year before you got to church. Where was your mental health? Oh, it was in the, I was still doing drugs. Um I was depressed, uh, like uh, in that point in my life, I had kind of settled on the fact that I was n- not going to make new friends the rest of my life. I, my day consisted of getting up, going to work, or getting up, going to the gym, going to work, coming home, and locking myself in my apartment until I got up the next morning to go to the gym again. It was just, uh, wasn't fun, let me tell you. Um, you know, I wouldn't go out, wouldn't, I wanted to go out and, you know, seek out friends, but I just, you know, I, I was, I was in that shell that I just, you know, I didn't want to open up to anybody. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm what was not, the root cause of that? What do you think what the root cause of, of that fear was? Because that's a fear base, right? I think. Yeah. Fear. Not knowing who, I, not knowing my identity in God. Gotcha. But you didn't. That that mindset didn't happen at that point. That's Mm-mm. not knowing your identity. So there had to be a deeper, a deeper root, right? Because you didn't faith and religion and that kind of stuff was not part of you five years ago, right? No. I mean, it was it even a thought? No. Not so back then, your who you were in God was not. Mm-mm. That was out of the mindset. So what in that particular point? What was the mindset? Or the root of that mindset, do you think? I mean, does that make sense what I'm asking? There was performance-based, you know, mindsets in there, significance-based mindsets, uh, a a lack mindset, a poverty mindset of, um, you know, I'm not good enough to go out and find friends, you know? You had friends at the time, though, right? I did. I mean, the guys I work with, which we were friends, um, but... 
Like I didn't have much motivation. I wanted to go out and conversate, meet new people. It just like there was a fear of, of doing that. Fear of rejection. I would say it's probably a fear of rejection, honestly. Like if I talk to you and you don't talk back to me, there is really something wrong with me. What, uh, where do you think that fear of rejection came from? Uh, from my childhood. And the trauma that was entangled in all that. Well, can you tell us about that? Whatever you want to know. Where would you start if uh, if I not if I don't know what that trauma is? There was not um, the the house that that I grew up in. There was there was not much love being given out, you know. Um, so there was, and and I guess the fear of rejection was the the times I put myself out there to to try and um, and and love somebody. You know what I mean? Try and show my affection. Like it, it got shut down. So the only thing that I did or, or learned was to shut it off. You know, it's something I wanted, but every time I tried to, um, you know, it got shut down. So it's like, why even? Why did, even did you have a part to play in the love not going around in the household at that time? Meaning? Yeah, I mean, you know, we all got our part to play, right? Uh, when in a situation with a group of people. I mean, we, when I was like six, seven, eight years old, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't believe I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. Gotcha. I mean, I was just trying to be loved like a, a son or, a, you know, a, from a father or mother. You know, mm -hmm. mom was mom was doing everything she could to to help us survive. My sister and I and, and her, um, we were on survival mode for 13 years. So, you know, it, you didn't get out of that much. You know what I mean? You got chances to take your breath, but that was about all you were looking for. But when you did go look for that love from, you know, that father figure and it got shut down, it's just like, yeah, I'm, no, need to, no need to pursue this anymore. What was, uh, I'm kind of, uh, well, hey, Strikers, let's uh, take a break real quick, uh, pay some bills, and we will be back uh, in just a moment. Enjoy the sounds of the ocean as they drift upon the sea of tranquility. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. All right, Strikers, we are back. Yeah, the Sea of Tranquility is on the moon, right? Is, yes, it is. Yeah. That is the Sea of Tranquility. Uh, it's also the Arms of Orion, a song by Prince. Go oh, figure whoa. that I would know that. Here we go. There you go. There we go. Right on. So, uh, Brian, why? Let me let me let me get this question right. You better get close to that screen, is why you're walking over here. <laughs> it's on the other side of the room. Love the encouragement. <laughs> why is mental health important to our faith? I think be, being for me, a mental health um, help with my awareness. One of me, where I was at, um, 
and just being able to process my daily emotions, but also my past hurts and and future hurts. I mean, we're, we're all going to get hurt somehow. Um, but my mental health had clouded so much that I, I sought out God because I wanted something more, but it was the combination of the two that got me to where I'm at now, you know, to be able to really clear my head out a little bit and, um, and to be able to open my heart and become vulnerable um, and transparent. Um, all that was part of that process. So the mental health and the spirituality and the spiritual maturity really went hand in hand. Um, I would have to say the spiritual part of it came first. I, I decided I wanted something better. I just didn't know what it was. That ended up being God. He got me to the right house with the right people. Um, and in the mix of that started getting me, I started seeking out the mental help or mental health help. What was the uh, scripture that uh, spoke to you when, in regards to uh, mental health uh, for the podcast? What, what, how did you? Uh, Romans um, twelve two, and I was actually thinking about it this morning um, on the way to uh, to Mighty Men, and I'm like, man, that would that would be a really good scripture for the podcast. And I realized that I put that in my notes for the podcast, Romans twelve two. Funny, huh? And it's. Uh, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And it's the transforming of your, or the renewing of your mind. Um, you know, I need, needed, still need, and will always need to continue to renew my mind on what is good, what is God's word, what He says about me. Um, to be able to be my, my best and highest use and and be my best in every situation, every relationship, every job, you know, no matter what that looks like. I mean, Pat, Pastor says the, the best gift you can give someone else is a healthy you. And for the longest time was not a healthy me, you know, and I'm still working on that, but that just, that is so true. You know, how, how could I love Taryn if I didn't love myself? And I didn't love myself didn't at all that's why i allowed myself to 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 be in the state i was in you know i, I didn't value who i was what if you probably just answered this question but what else have you seen in the bible that's shown you that god is concerned with our mental health mm. i'm not a biblical scholar by any stretch of imagination uh, neither um, either of us <laughs> it would I would probably have to sit and think about that just for a minute of the the, uh, the verses. Um, well, I mean, if if you don't have you don't have to have like verses per se. I was thinking like, um, I guess when whenever uh, idolatry comes up, I idolized money. Um, you know, in previous life uh, relationships. You know, whether whether it was with friends or with women, um, you know, I idolized everything that was of this world, really. Um, and and I even caught myself doing that a little bit when when I started coming coming to God. Like some of the people He put in my life, like I would seek them out first sometimes instead of seeking God, because they they were such a big impact on my life. Um, 
and by no fault of their own, but I kind of I put them at the place of God sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I would seek them first, and if I didn't get the answer I wanted or the help, then I, then I would go to God. You know? So when you say you would seek them out, is it like um, with like a life type question or? Yeah, I would say. You know what I mean? Instead of instead of what I would rather do now, you know, pray first and then seek out the advice of somebody else. If um, not not saying if God doesn't speak to me or answer my prayers, but you know, there's a there's a lineage you go down. You know what I mean? God's going to be number one, and then I go. I don't know. To, I think that's an interesting question or thought process there. Mm-hmm. I do feel like yeah, throwing the prayer out there first because I don't hear him audibly, right? Yeah. And so I feel like I put the prayer out there and then I can I can go talk mm-hmm. to other people and then I have that sense of discernment from what I'm getting from everybody. Yeah, sure. Like he might give you a word from somebody else mm-hmm. for you. Like God, I'm laying my heart out to you. Okay. And maybe there's some peace that comes over that. And then you go talk to me or whomever you might call or whatever and you know they talk you through the situation and that could be the holy spirit speaking through them to you yeah no, but that was, that was one thing my my therapist asked me all the time especially in that little season that season that i was putting a couple people above going to god first you know and I, was, I was going to them first and she was like one thing i would ask you to tell not tell them but ask them one of their first questions when you come come to them with something like that is, have you gone to God with it first? Like, we're going to talk about this. The first thing I want to make sure you've done is you go to God first. And I'll pray about it. And if, you know, the Holy Spirit gives me a download, well, after you have your conversation with Him, then we'll, we'll talk. You know, that was, that was something really important for her um, to tell me to communicate that with my friends. Not that they've done anything wrong. I, I went to them. They're going to offer advice to me. Sure. You know. No, I think that's actually really good. Because, I, yeah. I, I mean, you don't really think about that normally. Mm-hmm. Normally, you just go to friends and you just ask, like, hey, what do you think about yeah. X, Y, Z? But to ask, to but to put that in, in a way of, like, hey, have you gone to God about yeah. this thing yeah. first? And if not, then, you know, do that first and mm-hmm. then we'll talk. Yeah. Huh. What do you think the hierarchy is uh, for, I think we've kind of been discussing this, but the hierarchy of... Uh, relationships meaning like so we have our friends right and that's who we talk to I think eh, I don't know we'll probably cut this out but I was thinking God self and then significant other and then mm-hmm. the not the world but family of choice I guess okay what's your question again uh, what would what would you what think? order would you put it in yeah, oh and I think I, I would go right there I mean God and self I mean myself is talking to him so um, if I start talking to myself and asking myself questions, I mean, that's borderline kind of, isn't that borderline crazy, right? What they de- define as... Talking to yourself. Listen, I think, I think talking... Like to your- when I create that conversation with myself and start answering myself. I think talking to yourself is completely normal. <laughs> I think it, I honestly think it's completely normal. Now, if you're doing it out loud... Yeah. Like and I would, you're having a real intense conversation, yeah. and you're like mining with hands. Then, then, then there's like, a problem. No, but, and then you yeah. spin around and like, no, I told you no. All right. Then we got a problem. But I honestly think it's okay yeah. to be like, oh, you know, what if I did this? Like, nah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think sure. that's normal. I think that's for me be one of the same going to God. You know what I mean? Um, and then spouse, friends. One thing that somebody, um, one of my one of my friends told me, 
is like wins and losses. The first person that hears about it is his spouse, no matter what. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go to his friends about it first. Doesn't go to his three. He talks to. He tells his wife first. Wins and lo- give me a little bit more about that because I don't know that. And I'm just saying I don't well, feel like my wins and losses are as important to my significant other as it is to uh, my three. So I usually go. Yeah, it's on you. Well, I'm kind of in an in, in a interesting in situation, but I usually go to my three and, and tell them, hey, look what happened today. Mm-hmm. I feel like they understand where it comes from more. Like I know that every all my wins come from God, right? Um, I, I don't know that I asked them the basis behind that or the purpose, but I would almost see it as an honor thing. Gotcha. Like I'm going to honor you by whether it's good or bad, I'm coming to you first with, you know, my whatever I have going on. Like you're not going to get, you, you hear, we hear it a lot in the circles we're in, you know, we're not going to give them our leftovers. And that's not a leftover, but you're going to get, you're going to get the best parts of me, no matter what. Even if, I mean, even if it's a loss, so like we're still communicating. I'm communicating with you first. I'm coming to you first, no matter what. Yeah, uh, that's, so I, I, I would agree because I, I do that with my wife and I'll tell her good, bad, ugly mm-hmm. Even if it's like, yeah, you know, so I did it. She comes to me and she's like, I have a confession. I'm like, what would you do? <laughs> and then she'll tell me. And it's it's innocence. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, you know, I gave this date a lady a dirty look today yeah. at the store because of X, Y, Z kind of thing. Or, you know, something, it's innocent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, she comes and tells me that stuff first. And just like mm-hmm. I would tell her, like, hey, I got this new job and here's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, on something that's innocent, do you say, ooh, I don't know that God's going to forgive you for that? <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little bit I much. Should, right? I should. It'd be funny, though. Just give her that, like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> Ouch. That's going to hurt. Yeah. How do you encourage someone to seek help for their mental, their mentals? Well, first I want to, I want to say that in my opinion, and obviously it's only mine, I believe we all could use uh, professional help. Yes. Different levels of it. Like when I first started, I went every week and I needed it. I went every week for like a year and a half and then got on like an every other week schedule. Right now it's sometimes every other week if like I don't have plans or if something doesn't come up, but like I would move everything and reschedule my Saturday to ensure I was there every single week because I needed it. Um, there's some couples that, that we know that do counseling two or three times a year. Um, personally, they might go once every two months, you know what I mean? But just to sit down and talk to a professional and just, there's so many times that I walk in on, on Saturdays uh, to see my therapist and like I'm like, I, don't, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. And every single time, you know, there's been something else that was either unpacked or celebrated. Because unpacking isn't always a bad thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to say that any session has been bad. Some have been more difficult than others. You know what I mean? There's some, some of them that I'm walking out like, not with my head hanging, but it's like, I feel like I went through 18 rounds of a boxing match. Mm-hmm. But I was stronger coming out of it. Um, so... I would encourage anybody and everybody, especially marriage, people that are married, people that are thinking about getting married. Like we're in premarital right now. Um, premarital what? Just well, kidding. I know what you're talking about. I was playing. 
Nice. We're in premarital counseling with a one-on-one -on -one, with a pastor one-on-one. -on -one. We're doing premarital classes on Wednesday evenings at the church. Um, we're reading a premarital book, um, and we just believe that's an, a great foundation to lay for our marriage. What's one of the biggest takeaway two talk takeaways that you've come out of with uh, all the premarital books? Well, one for us has just been communication. Communication. You know, if you can't communicate, you. Good luck. Yeah, you might as well just run your head into a brick wall and just keep doing it, you know. Um, but the other thing that, that keeps sticking out is just don't go to bed angry. You know what I mean? Just finish, finish weather, how, however long it takes. You know what I mean? Get through what you're going through. You know, don't sit on it. Don't, don't go to bed with it, you know. But it I mean, feels so good when you sit on it. No? Oh, I was... <laughs> What are you talking about? Just kidding. No, no I, I agree. I, I think that, yeah. uh, I think there's been moments, you know, when you, it just carries over until the next day, and it keeps yeah. continuing to go. When I've got and better it ruins things your to do, next day. It does. Yeah. It can. Yeah, but no, I believe everybody could benefit. Should everybody? I'm not going to tell them what they should do. I believe every single person, in even in the smallest way, could benefit from from seeking some type of 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 help you know what i mean back in the day i think uh therapy counseling whatever you want to put the term on it was um not taboo what was it what am i looking for there's a stigma it had yeah it. bad connotation yeah, yeah. so if, what do you what do you think has helped change that because i do believe uh in in any kind of counseling mm -hmm. just to be able to talk to someone you know that has, I don't want to say a degree, but has, you know, an expertise on helping get through situations. What do you think was the moment, time, what do you think's helped change that stigma about uh, mental health and getting help? I think pe the people seeking help are more open now to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, like, I talk to and do life with a lot of people that, that go to therapy. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, do I know anybody that goes to therapy? There's, there's a good chance I would have said zero people I know go to therapy, you know. Did they? I have no idea, but they didn't talk about it. Yeah. Like, I have no problem talking about it. You know, if it comes up in our Mighty Man group and there's a group of 60 guys, I'll be the first one to say, hey, I think everybody probably, or I, I know everybody could, could benefit from it. I go every other week and have been for two and a half years and have no problem telling everybody because it's been so impactful for me. Well, I think that's part of your testimony that helps yeah. other people help their testimonies, yeah. knowing that, hey, oh, the stigma, or, oh, he goes to therapy, you know, oh, he goes to therapy, and look, he's yeah. he's progressing and helping, and I've seen that change. Yeah. I it mean, I wouldn't be marrying Taryn right now if I didn't go seek help, you know? Why do you say that? I was, the mental state I was in that I, that I needed to get over to become the, the better I'm not at the best version of myself because I'm, I'm still getting better every day, but the better version of myself, um, the emotional, healthy person, uh, the mentally stable person, healthy person, um, never would have made it, you know, never would have made it because I still battle with some of those mindsets now, but I have the, not necessarily the intelligence, but the knowledge that my therapist has helped me realize and has given me to process and work through that. Like those old mindsets still pop up from time to time, but I can recognize them now and I'm like, this is why I'm thinking like this. 
and I can speak to it, I process to it, or process through it, and you know, that's it. It's like 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 a wave, you know, it comes down. I'm not riding that the top of that wave for days, weeks, months on it, because you've seen that. Mm. You've seen that out of me. That's the wave I'm sitting on top of. And it used to drive me crazy seeing, like you would you would break up with a girl and or you know whatever the the relationship ended mm-hmm. and man dude uh, like i was concerned about you for two three weeks mm-hmm. like you would not pull out of it yeah and uh yeah i think that that i mean it just it, it and then you know when you started dating taryn i was like man are you ready for this mm-hmm. uh because i was concerned that yeah if it happened again like i it was hard for me to watch you go yeah. through that um and i'm thankful that you said I was going to say something else. Yeah, Scott, I'm ready. <laughs> Not in those words, but yeah. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, you, you know, I think it was, it was interesting seeing the relationships that you were in and the one you're in now. And obviously it was a path and a testimony to get to where you are or where you were at that mm-hmm. point to be ready for it because uh, it, it was, it's been a different situation. Yeah. And I've been, you know, I, I not that I, I think that I was giving the wrong information or, you know, wrong advice, but I'm thankful that, uh, it worked out that way that I, I have that, that I remember where I was when I asked you about that, I was sitting on the tollway about to turn on to, to Panther Creek. And, uh, and I, and I, that moment in time keeps going over my head thinking, man, I'm sure I'm glad that, uh, that you didn't take my, I don't advice. remember that conversation, honestly. Uh, it, well, it it plays a big role in me because yeah. I was you know I was concerned and uh, yeah and I knew where your mentals are when mm. when a relationship ended man you were hard on yourself so mm. um, have you thought about any any testim- any part of the testimony a story that someone is going through right now that you made it through on the other side that could help them to encourage I mean them? I would uh, just say my journey through. Um, Let's say my mental health, but my my seeking of therapy, my seeking of mental help or mental health help. If I'm saying all this right, um, just just the journey that that's been and the fruit that's come of it. You know, just becoming such a better version of myself now than I was just two years ago, because I was. Because I was willing to go through that refinery process, because that's what it, that's what the heck it was. I mean, there was a lot of things that had to be burned off, um, and that doesn't always feel good. Um, and it, it it takes a little while, you know. It wasn't, you know, two sessions in and like I'm healed. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm still going back two and a half years later, you know. And I was just talking. Uh, Taryn and I were with Josh and Britt last night, and and Britt was asking me how everything was going, and um, they were. She was just kind of talking about like you know when you know when you think you'll be released or what or whatever they call it, and and she's like usually like after like three years that's pretty much when when you're done with that stage of counseling. I'm like I don't let's not talk about this because I don't ever want to stop doing it. <laughs> you yeah, know what I, I mean? I'm, I'm, now that doesn't mean I have to go every week or every sure. other week. I mean it could be once a month. You know whatever it calls for. But for me. I seek that out. Like I want to talk in that environment with somebody that can help me break down my thoughts and my emotions and 
you know, um, things are always going to come up. So um, yeah, we are not our best soundboard. (laughs) It's an echo chamber in our head when we're talking about going through a problem or a situation that we need to get through. Yeah. Who do you think of in the Bible when you, when mental health comes into play? I've not. I mean, I can't think. I can't think of. You asked me this morning, and I would. I mean, I would probably have to say. I'm going to say Paul, but I'm just, like I said, I'm not really that mature in my biblical knowledge yet to really speak that much. But, you know, he speaks about an ailment that he had, you know what I mean? And a lot of people, whether it's physical or mental, that they think they have an ailment, you know what I mean? Mm. Fear of rejection, insignificance. Um, But he was still willing to persevere. Um, He knew what God said about him. He knew... um, you know, what God called him for. Um, obviously not at the beginning stages of his life because he was, uh, you know, he persecuted Christians. But, um, and he was okay with that. He didn't let that overcome who he was um, and his purpose that God called him out to be. I don't know. So I would say, I don't know if that, if that answered your question right. I don't know if that has to do with mental health, but, you know, he was in such a, he believed you know what I mean? He believed what the calling God had on his life. Yeah, I think. And if, it, I mean, and if you're not in that, if you're if you're in a jacked up mental state, uh, it's going to be difficult to get there. I can kind of see. I can kind of draw a couple of lines to Paul and the the mindset that he thought Christians should be slain and killed and murdered, and then uh, that was a mind a, a way of thinking mentally and then it got changed when his therapist Mm -hmm. uh uh, showed himself to him and kind of explained how it should be maybe a james too i'd probably have to go through james more james i mean why why what i i'm not familiar with well i'm not that familiar but james is um i think james is gives you from what i've read from it um kind of a baseline of, of, of thought processes and, you know, ways to live life, which it, in, in my opinion starts with not your mental capability, but your mindset. If you have a crappy mindset, you're probably not going to live a very good life. Yeah. Uh, the, the, key, the first step is to having that, not like the best mindset, but having an open mindset of, you know, Either I'm doing, you know, this is not how I want to be. You know, I want to, I want to be better, um, or allowing, you know, someone to speak into your life, allowing yourself to say, hey, I'm not where I want to be, so I want to go seek help because this isn't working the mindset that I have. If that makes sense. It does. Uh, there was something else I kind of scrolling through here to look. You got any? Well, I was going to say, the thing that makes me think of it as far as the Bible goes and, and, and people in the Bible, it makes me think of Samson and how, because um, mm, before he wasn't, like God gave him this power, mm-hmm. but then he kind of took it upon himself as like, I'm the man, nobody can yeah. stop me, I'm Samson, I'm so strong yeah. because look what I can do. Yeah. And now he almost forgot that, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he did, he forgot that yeah. who got, who he was in God, he forgot that and then... At his lowest moment, as he remembered, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the fact that it, it, honestly, I don't think it was the hair that the, his long hair that actually gave him 
the power. I think it was because he was concerned with the long hair. And now that it was cut short, I'm not strong anymore. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't the hair. It was God that gave him his power. Mm -hmm. And like his last prayer of like wanting to bring the building down was God giving mm -hmm. him. Like you've had the power the whole time. It wasn't your hair. Yeah. That's what I think. I like it. I'm going to have to go back and uh, read that a little bit. Uh, Samson. <laughs> He's he, he's he's come up uh, a couple of times in the past couple of weeks. Uh, like, what would his theme song be? I don't know. Um, squirrel. I don't know. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, the, thanks, the Chuck drummer Phelps. from uh, who's what's that? Um, Drowning pool. System of a Down. System of a Down. Yeah, goes to the box with us. Yeah, you mentioned that. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Mike. Nice. Mike. He's on Mike. The, the drummer. Hey, what's up, Mike? Um, so I watched an episode, kind of, this isn't really mental health, but it was an interesting thought and I wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. I was watching an episode of The Unexplained, uh, one that grabbed my attention. William Shatner? William Shatner. Mm. So uh, he and I have shared the same birthday all my life. <laughs> Are we ever going to stop sharing the same uh, birthday or what? And so I've always been, I've always been drawn to, you know, what he brings, you know, Star, Star Trek. Uh, his book that he, that he, that he wrote a couple of years ago is just, it's funny, dude. He's he's funny. And I can't believe he's like ninety something. It's, is he? Yeah. It's, really? He's he's up there, man. He doesn't look like that, ninety. From Rescue Nine One One, William Shatner. Yeah. 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 Yeah, used to watch that back in the day. Yeah, oh. I used to watch it too. Right? Rescue nine one one. It was like real life, like people calling, like they would. I don't know if they. It was like dramatizations. They'd replay yeah, it, replay and, like, the nine one one calls. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that show. The unexplained uh, is on Hulu, and um, it is episode five of season one, and uh, they talk about rituals. Mm. And it was really interesting on rituals that uh, humans uh, partake in and how, uh, how empowering these rituals can be. They talked about all kinds of people and faiths and, and their own rituals. Uh, one of them was, um, uh, man, I can't remember. It was such a good episode, though, and I'll be talking about it with some other people. But it really, it, the base of it was spirituality mm. and the rituals that we take, we partake in, feed our spiritual. And um, so, a question lately for me is: Is it important? Is it is it more important to be spiritual and not follow Christianity, or not spiritual at all? Like you don't have like. What do you can? What's your definition of spiritual? Uh, it is. The soul, take, you know, spiritual is taking care of the spirit that is inside you. Which comes from? God. Well, for me, it's God. Yeah. But not for everybody in this world, is not, it's not God. Uh, you know, Buddhist monks, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's a different kind of spirituality that they work on and, and work on their spirit. Um, but there's a lot of different faiths that believe in something more than just this physical presence. And then there, there's other thing. there's other faiths and religions and things that people go through that they have rituals that help their physical being and stuff so um but my question lately in speaking to people and getting the, uh, is the spiritual person let's say that they're just spiritual are they closer to finding jesus than people that aren't spiritual does it matter 
No, I was gonna say it kind of. So Shannon, this is it's my, it, it, on the same lines. But Shannon and I were watching the show on Netflix called God's Favorite Idiot. God's Favorite Idiot, and it's basically about this guy who was uh, I don't know how he was chosen, and all of a sudden, like he starts to glow, and he he doesn't necessarily perform miracles per se, but. There have been moments in the show where all of a sudden somebody comes, speaks to him in a, in a different language. And this guy is, I mean, as American as American can be. And all of a sudden he knows fluent Latin and he's mm. speaking to somebody in Latin. The guy's like, what? You just speak Latin? So in, in that, there, there is a scene where he, he sees God. I'm saying quotes because I mean somebody acting. Yeah, because everybody but, on the podcast can see the quotes. I'm just messing oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did air quotes. Air quotes. But... He, he sees, quote-unquote, God in, like, the, the men's bathroom. And um, he's, you know, washing his hands pretty soon. Let me just put that out there. But the lady in there was telling him that, to what you were saying, all these different faiths that are out there, the Baptists, you know, Presbyterian, uh, monks, Buddhists, what, what have you, the lady was like, you're all right. The, at the end of the day, you're just supposed to love one another. That's it. Like, she was like, yeah, just go out and tell people the same, the message. Like, the message is, everybody's on the right page. Love one another. Like, period. There's not any, like, well, we've got it right and you've got it wrong. There's not, like, she was, you know, in the show, they're like, there's, it's not, that. that's not what it is. That's not what God is about. God is about love everybody. Period. So when you talk about spirituality, and if somebody, if, if one... I don't want to say religion, but if, you know, somebody spiritual who's not religious is closer to finding Jesus than somebody that is, you know, say very religious, I don't think that any, any one person is necessarily closer. Um, I think that it's whether our, our proximity is in our head. Now, I think somebody that's, that's born and raised in church, lives in church, they're going to think that they're closer. And the person that's more spiritual goes, well, because I don't, I'm not in an organized religion and I don't go to a specific place, I can worship God wherever I go, they're going to think they're closer because, oh, I'm closer to nature where God actually, you know, created everything. I think that that, that part is in our head. And by trying to put that on, and by trying to say like, well, I'm closer because of this and you're not close, that's, again, that's trying to one-up and say, well, I'm, I'm better than you because of X, Y, Z. When at, think, the, at the end of the day, I don't think anybody really is. Yeah, I think it's an unnecessary comparison argument that doesn't doesn't do any justice. Uh, elaborate on that. You said who's closer? You know, the the one that doesn't know God or the spiritual person, right, or something along those lines. Spiritual person yeah. that's not a Christian or somebody that doesn't even that's not even seeking God. You know, so it's not really and I, where I think you're going with that. Or let me. Let me put your thoughts in my head. <laughs> uh, God can do anything, and it doesn't matter who you are, spiritual or not mm -hmm. spiritual. When you uh, encounter Him, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I, I I can see that. Uh, where the question came from is Alyssa. If y'all listen to the podcast about um, the LA Dream Center, she mentioned that she's a spiritual person, and I do believe that she is spiritual where Caden is not you know and I it was just a question that's like who do you who do I think is closer to finding and to or opening the door of curiosity or the knock what have mm -hmm. you and I think that 
doesn't matter. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It was just something that I'd been thinking about. Understood. Okay. Well, it is it is that time. Okay, real quick, it's not to say that church isn't important. I don't want I don't want that to be what comes out of this. No, no, no. I, I, Alan I, says church I, is not important. <laughs> I think church is important. Um, I think it's better to have a relationship with God and know who He is versus, you know, just being spiritual. I guess. What do you think is important about church? Um, to me, the togetherness, the mm-hmm. family that you build there. Um, not necessarily. I, yeah, I think I think that's that's the to me that's the most important part is being there, hearing a message, and then being able to go out and discuss that message with your spouse, your friends, your three, whoever that might end up being, and then also, in a way, just kind of getting a reminder like, hey, God's in control of mm-hmm. all of this. Period. He's been in control from mm-hmm. the begin from the very beginning. Things that we think are quote unquote coincidences, it's not a coincidence. It's got there's, there's too, there's yeah, there's too many, you know. Oh, this just happened. They're like, no, it's not just a. Why do you think church is important? Community. Yeah. Just being around, you know, having the opportunity to build relationships with people. Um, like I, I love worship at church. You yeah. Know what I mean, um, and I mean, I know you can worship anywhere you want. You know, it's just. Uh, I feel the Holy Spirit really speaks to me a lot there, um, but just being in community with everybody, I love it. I, I mean, I I really really love it. You know. Yeah, uh, the part of the scripture that says where two or more uh, come together, mm-hmm. I think that community is probably. This is my opinion. I think it's more important than anything else that goes mm-hmm. on in church. Uh, when it comes to messages or anything else that you would get from the stage. I think that, yes, that can feed what we do. It's a supplement. It's a supplement, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But it is not what we should be doing, core scripture and building relationship mm-hmm. with someone, with God. That is our time. That is mm-hmm. what is, that's where uh, it comes on us. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, the community and like-minded people. And I, I, um, I imagine it as a, an energy field. Like when the more people you gather, that energy... Mm-hmm. Or the spirit, whatever grows, grows and it becomes bigger. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I, I, it's like something when I'm when I'm in worship. I, I visualize. I can see this this field, and you know, when, if you're not, if you're watching church online, I think it's that that's, it's, yeah. it's not a mistake. I'm not going to say that, but it, in, in, I can't think of a better word at this time. But you're missing out on the core mm-hmm. purpose of gathering as yeah. a group. Uh, so yeah, like you said when you asked Brian about the hierarchy, and uh, I think that you know who do you celebrate your your triumphs with and, and your hurts with? I mean, if you if you don't if you're if you're doing that at home by yourself, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody to share those things with. You're not you don't have somebody to to I don't want to say to hurt with you, but to bring you to help to bring you out of that pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another important thing about actually going to church and being in a church is having those people there. Yeah, sure, to celebrate with and to, and for them to celebrate with you. And then also having those people like, hey, I'm hurting. Well, let me pray for you. How can I help? I may not be able to help you monetarily. I might be able to point you in the right direction. I might be able to get you therapy mm-hmm. help. You know, whatever that might look like. But the community is what mm-hmm. the family that you build there. Yeah. Alan, if people yes. have questions. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on Instagram at Mighty Anvil Podcast. And our Facebook group is The Mighty Anvil. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, Brian, uh, tradition that we have here is our guests praying us out. Who do, oh, wait. No, I'm not going to say who we have next week because I think that's something we need to discuss. So, yeah. uh, we will have someone next week, though. Yes. Strikers, uh, keep tuned in. Brian, uh, can you pray us out? Bring it. Father God, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We just thank you for the breath in our lungs, which means you still have a plan and purpose for our lives, Father. Lord, we just thank you for this podcast and this opportunity just to, um, to come and fellowship uh, with, with these men, Lord. And we just um, just thank you for the messages that they're putting out there. Uh, and we know that it is impacting others' lives, Father. So we just thank you for that. We thank you for all the guests that have been on here and all the guests that are going to be uh, on here in the future, Lord, um, that are just going to be expanding um, your hand out over, over this world, Lord. So we just thank you for that. We just uh, thank you for all the messages. And um, we thank you for Scott's heart and Alan's heart, um, Lord. And we just uh, thank you for the men that you created them to be. Father, we just ask that you go before us today. Um, and the rest of this weekend, Father God, wherever we go, Lord, that um, that others see you uh, inside of us, Lord. So we just thank you for that. We thank you for the light you've placed in us, Father. Um, Lord, we just thank you for this weekend. Thank you for um, the holiday we get to celebrate on Monday, uh, the freedom of this country, Lord. We just thank you for this country, for this state, Lord. And um, Lord, we just thank you for your hands on our lives. Father, we love you. We honor you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, strikers, until next week. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs>